When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to It's All White, our weekly Fulham podcast. My name's Robert Warlow. I'm joined here today by our Fulham writer, Ryan O'Donovan. Hello. Hello, Ryan. And also joining us is QPR writer for Get West London, Phil Spencer. Hello, Rob. Hello, Phil. So, Fulham, the uh, the juggernaut continues and uh, they beat the league leaders, Ryan. Uh, what a result that was at the weekend. Yeah, another fantastic result to make it 12 unbeaten. I've, I, I was calling it a bonus result. When we had this fixture of six games or whatever it was, I just thought, right... You know, Villa, Bristol, those are, those are big games. But the Wolves won because they're so far ahead. You know, it'll be a bit of a bonus result. It won't matter too much if they lose. You know, you can you, you won't look at it too too badly if, if if the result went away. But to play as they did, and you know, to be honest, Wolves weren't didn't really have a sniff of the game the entire ninety minutes. Fulham were fantastic. They played they played well from midfield. You know, back was solid. Tim Ream was absolutely immense, and then you had Alexander Mitrovic being an absolute pain in the backside up top and, and scoring a wonderful goal. So, yeah, I think the momentum truly is with Fulham now. They don't look under any pressure at all, even though they're chasing promotion. They look like they're enjoying every single minute of it, which is what you want. And, you know, to, to absolutely pummel the lead leaders like that is is a really special result. Would you call, say it was a statement of intent? Um, I'd say the Villa one was more a statement of intent last week. You know, I think Villa had won seven games on the bounce. And they came to the, to Craven Cottage looking to make that gap. I think it was to ten points or something like that. And Fulham completely battered them as well, and said to the rest of the league, "Look, we're here. We mean business now." So I think the Villa one was more of a statement of intent than Wolves. Wolves was just the icing on the cake for them. We say that obviously that you know the momentum is with them, but there's still incredibly work to do, isn't there? You know, they're not. They're not favourites for, for automatic promotion, you know, despite the form that they're in. Yeah, they can't rest on their laurels. And I think they can't be accused of doing that either because there's, you know, the Villa win, they could have said, right, we're well in it now and took the foot of the gas. They didn't. They went to Bristol and had a really hard-fought battle there with a lot of long balls going into the box that they managed to deal with. They got a point from that. Then they came into this game and won it as well. So I don't think they can be accused of, you know, resting on their laurels or anything like that. But it is, you know, they've got to keep this going. The law of averages to me says they're going to lose at some stage. They can't go the rest of the season unbeaten. But, you know, there's, what is it, eight points now to Cardiff? I think it might be a bit too much to do. But if they keep carrying on like they're doing, you know, they'll be, it won't be eight points come the end of the season. Mm. I mean, and they've still, they've still got the chance to overhaul Derby this weekend when they play them. I mean, Villa, it's only four point gaps of them in third. So you can still see them climbing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely going to be climbing. I mean, I can't see him losing too many more games between now and the end of the season and Derby presents another really good opportunity to, to take some points off some rivals. We all said at the start of this period like what a tough period this is going to be for Fulham but at the moment 
they haven't they haven't found it tough you know they've took every game in their stride and at the moment you know you, you can see them doing the same at Derby and then against Sheffield United on Tuesday night there's no reason to think that they're going to go to Derby and fear them because Derby seem to be on a little bit of a wobble themselves at the moment so they'll be really confident they're going to be back by like over 1500 fans up there and they're going to go to Pride Park after last season losing 4-2 there during the same sort of run they'll look to you know to put things right and continue this this amazing run of form Phil you I suppose you can't help but be impressed by Fulham's run at the moment. No, I mean, um, what is it? Tw- is it twelve games 12 unbeaten, unbeaten now, yeah. at the moment? Um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've watched I've watched the Championship for a number of seasons, and it, there's always a team that come out of absolutely nowhere and um, and end up challenging for those uh, for those top two spots. And I think at the moment you've got to say that that's Fulham, based on how they've been at the moment. I mean, if you look at if you look at the league table at the moment. Um, where before Christmas, where Fulham were, they would, they would have probably been seventeenth. <laughs> they'd have been in that in that group of teams at the moment, around around Leeds, around Brentford, just like a few points away from the playoffs and that kind of thing. But this this run of form that they've been on, it's just like catapulted them right up there. Um, based looking at the league table at the moment, you'd think that something's going to have to go dramatically wrong for them to drop out of that top six mm. altogether. And um, obviously, the uh, the results over the last couple of weeks against some of the uh, the bigger hitters in the league have been crucial for them but at the same time I think now they've almost got that target on their backs a little bit in the fact that they are the informed team in the championship a lot of people are going wow Fulham are really impressive and so now that they've got a couple of weeks where they're playing teams which they probably should be winning there's probably going to be a different kind of pressure mm. on those games because I don't think a lot of people would have gone into the games against Aston Villa and the games against Wolves and gone Fulham should be winning this game the fact that they have done has almost been a little bit of a bonus but then going into these games it's like Fulham will be expected to get three points in each of these games and yeah it's, it's just different a different kind of pressure that they're, they're going into in this next phase of the season Do you agree with that Ryan? Do you think it would be a different sort of mindset for not only for Fulham but the teams facing them in the coming weeks? Yeah I, th- I think they do have a target on their backs in the sense now that they're in the playoff places but I think unlike the likes of you know Bristol City who are definitely there to be shot at I think teams are looking at Fulham and thinking, Jesus, I don't want to play them mm. because they are doing so good. Like, even if you go further back, it's two defeats in 16 now, back to when they were, you know, the last Wolf game where they lost comfortably. And that is just, that is, it's stunning form, you know. You, you, don't, you don't get that too often. And instead of teams thinking, right, we're going to shoot at Fulham, they're a bit like, I hope Fulham don't put three, four, five by us mm. because they are that good. So, yeah, they're definitely there to have a target on their back. But I don't think it's the same sort of target that the likes of Bristol City... Wolves having that, yeah, this would be a good scalp. I think teams are genuinely scared of playing Fulham at the moment. I suppose the next few weeks, you know, while, while they've got themselves now into that top six and you know looking fairly safe in it, you, you would say that if they could pick up results against Sheffield United and Preston, that will just sort of confirm almost the playoff position and then allow them to you know propel themselves to try and push for automatic. Yeah, I think at the moment they still need to be looking behind them and making sure they get as much space between them and the teams chasing the playoffs as possible. So. Although the result against uh, Derby will be great for them going forward and higher up the table, I think the runs against Sheffield United on Tuesday and Preston after that are, are as important because they need, I think it's seven points now, but they need a bigger gap so they can really go into the end bit of the season looking up rather than backwards because you know, if a few results don't go their way, they'll drop into the playoffs and that's fine. But if they don't have that gap then they could drop out altogether and it will be unjust with the form they've been on recently for them not to be in the in the playoffs come the end of the season. But you look at that, after those three games, Derby, Sheffield United and Preston, 
if if they can come through them still still unbeaten. I mean, you'd back them to win most, if not all, of the, the next the, the remaining games. Yeah, the sky's really the limit. You know, we'll we'll see when they play QPR in the West London derby. What because West London derbies, everyone knows form go out the window. So, what they be then if they go unbeaten? That'd be fifteen unbeaten. But it won't count for anything against QPR at Craven Cottage. But you know, you would certainly back them if they if they go fifteen games unbeaten. You know, you definitely you can't not back them because it is such good run of form. And I don't think any team. Has had that this season. When you look at who else is, you know, there as rivals in in the sort of promotion shake-up. I mean, yes, I know we say about still looking behind them, but if you do look ahead of them as well and allow yourself to do that, do you think that Cardiff can be caught? I I don't think Fulham will catch Cardiff. I think there's too much to do now. I think there's eight points. Fulham don't play them again either. I know people are saying they've got Derby, Wolves, and Villa in a row, but. I can see Cardiff grinding out results against at least two of those teams. So no, I don't think Cardiff can be caught. And if they're going to be caught by anyone, it's going to be Villa for me. I still think it's Cardiff-Villa for that second spot. Probably leaning more towards Villa myself. So you, you, you'd be happy with playoffs. I know Fulham don't have a good record in the playoffs, and lot, but they've got last season's experience. And like everyone said, no one wants to play Fulham. I mean, they didn't really want to play them last season, but this season they're even better. They're not playing as good a football but they're grinding out results, they're playing you know, different kind of football and they've got Mitrovic up top which adds that different dimension and they look more balanced than they did. So no, I, I don't think they're going to get automatic playoff, uh, promotion but I don't see any reason why they can't win the playoffs. How much of a difference has Mitrovic made? I think he's made a huge difference. You know, he's, he's that focal point for Fulham. They didn't really have that before and now they've got a Serbian battering ram up there that can you know, play with the ball at his chest, play with people at his back and then turn him on a sixpence and smash it in the bottom corner. So... I think he's the striker Fulham have been lacking for a couple of seasons now. You know, He wins the ball deep, but then he busts the gut to get into the box and get on the end of the crosses. So he's made a massive difference. But for me, the biggest difference has been Target. I know he's not the most you know, glamorous of names. He's not in the most glamorous positions at left-back. But him coming in, I know he's only been there since January, but I think he could be their signing of the season. He's added that, that balance to the side. You know, Most of the attacks when, in the early part of the season came down Fulham's right, by, down Fredericks, and they didn't really have the left-back we had Ryan Sessing on there, but he's not quite the same going forward from that far back as he is further up. So I think having Target down, allowing Ryan Fred, uh, Sessing on to go further forward, Target adds, you know, he has that overlapping sense. He adds balls into the box and he has a defensive side to him as well. So although Mitrovic is a great focal point, I think Target at left back has been absolutely superb since signing. And I think he's the best signing of the season, even though he's been there since January. Phil, I mean... Obviously, Ryan Sessegnon does get the headlines quite often for Fulham, doesn't he? Particularly in in, in recent weeks, but particularly from us, <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, and all the nationals. <laughs> um, but do you think that it is about more than just him at Fulham at the moment? Obviously, that you know that you, you, it's not they're not a one man team, are they? They've got threats across the pitch. Absolutely no. I mean, they've got um, yeah. You, you just look at the team from from one to eleven, and it, it probably is one of the best starting 11s in, in the championship in terms of strength. Um, I mean, Ryan Sessegnon is getting a lot of the plaudits at the moment, but I, I, you can't look away from the other members in the team. You mentioned Mitrovic there as well. You look at Tom Kearney, Johansson, you look at the defence as well. Um, I think it's just a, it's just a really strong unit. Um, I think taking away what happened in the first half of the season where it was all a little bit patchy, I think you just look at the team and it looks a lot more solid and it looks a lot more effective than even what it did at this time last season, in my opinion. 
And um, while, while Ryan's saying that the football might not be as, as entertaining, it, it doesn't need to be entertaining at this, at this point in the season. It's just about being effective and you almost need that ability to grind out results. Um, you could use Arsenal as a, a typical stereotype, like not so much at the moment, but a couple of years back they were playing really nice football. So when they were winning, they were winning 4-5-0, but they can't grind out a victory for Toffee. So um, like you, know, you look at Fulham and that, that's just something that they need to do now that they've got a little bit more grit about them um, in those games which they aren't going to win 4-5-0 or five nil. If, they, if they can grind out a 1-0 or a 2-1 and it not be glamorous but it goes in off Mitrovic's backside and uh, they get the winner that's what they need to do at this stage of the season Do you think that's, that's one thing that has been key to this um, improvement though is the defensive solidity and how they've, they have been able to, to grind out results or you know close out games yeah, I think there's a number of things. Obviously, you know, the clean the team are keeping more clean sheets recently, which is obviously going to help. But, you know, there's a whole range of things. The team seem to know their roles a bit better. Coming into those first few months, you know, with Kearney missing especially, the team didn't really know what their roles were, especially midfield, like who was going to be stepping into Kearney's boots. And, you know, now they seem to know their roles much better. Norwood stepped in and did a fantastic job when Kearney was out because he stepped into Kearney's role and he knew what he was doing. So I think there's that. I think there's fitness as well, you know. Fulham play a really dominant style of football. They like to get on the ball and absolutely dominate the opponent. But to do that for 90 plus minutes, you have to be extremely fit. And I don't think the fitness was there those first few months, but midway through the season, you know, you're at your peak of your fitness. And now they can go, whereas before they were conceding late goals a lot, now they're going through to 95 minutes and absolutely, you know, dominating sides. And I think that's helped a lot. So I think it's a whole combination of things all molded together, added with, you know, three really good signings in January and a bit more belief in themselves that they can go and do it and I think all of that has created the juggernaut that you see today and obviously like you say they have got that experience of last season when they got to the playoffs so that could stand them in good stead depending on where they end up yeah I think it will serve them well and I think Djokanovic having that under his belt as well will serve it as will as Phil mentioned being able to grind out results because last season though they played some absolutely wonderful football you know you look at the Newcastle result you look at the Huddersfield result, they played fantastic football, but then they'd struggle. Wolves beat them at the cottage. Reading did a job of them in the playoffs because they stopped them playing that nice football. And I think Jukanovic will have learned from that gang into the playoffs that, yeah, you can't always play that nice football. And now they're grounding up results as well. You know, you add those two together and I think the playoffs will be a completely different kettle of fish this side around because they're not trying to play that wonderful football that can get stumped out by a Yap Stam or a Neil Warnock side. You know, Fulham destroyed Cardiff on Boxing Day, even though Neil Warnock was playing that Neil Warnock brand of football. Mm-hmm. So I think coming into the, the playoffs this time round, the whole team will have learnt from last season and it could well be a different story. How do you see it, Phil, in, in terms of the, the, the teams that are obviously there and you know if, if the, the table was to finish as it is and the, the four sides that are currently in the playoff positions, Villa, Derby, Fulham and Bristol City, I mean, if, if it was those, those four in there, I mean, who, who would you, be your favourites to, to go up? I don't know, it's, um, it's hard to say from, from those four. I mean, I'd, I'd probably initially look at Aston Villa or potentially Fulham um, to, uh, to get the victory, but then you, know, you look at Bristol City and they've, they've fallen away a little bit recently. I, I personally think that they've been a little bit distracted by all of the, uh, the media hype that surrounded their uh, the Carabao Cup, um, I suppose, antics, um, if you want to call them that. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I think they have been a little bit distracted by that, but then you, you look at those kind of games, those high-pressure games, and maybe the experience of playing against the teams like Man United and Man City over, over two legs, that could work to their advantage 
in that kind of environment. But um, I think when it, um, I think when it gets to the time for the playoffs, it, it does become a little bit of a lottery. I think form goes out the window again once uh, once, once the playoffs come around. Even if even if Fulham were say unbeaten up until then and they, they happen to fall into the playoffs, it doesn't really mean anything in those games because the playoffs are decided by. Those, those really fine margins it's about who can handle those high pressure occasions the best but um, I think based on obviously what Fulham did last season it's same manager quite a lot of the same players you'd like to think that they'd have learned from that experience and then they can maybe take that experience into into this year and they'll be in a much better place if they if they were to fall into the playoff places I think Ryan you've said on this podcast before that you would probably uh, of all the, if we include Cardiff in this as well, making the assumption that Wolves still are going to go up automatically, you've said that Cardiff would probably be the one team Fulham wouldn't want to face in, in the playoffs. Well, I wouldn't want to face oh, you Cardiff. Face. Yeah, I don't know about Fulham, but I wouldn't want Fulham to face Cardiff. And I think after seeing Bristol City on Wednesday night, I'd put Bristol City in that same category. And that is two, you know, big sides that like to get balls forward and like to, you know, be a bit physical. And it's it's not pretty to watch, but it's effective. So I think Fulham would perhaps struggle a bit more against those two. Although they did do a job against Cardiff on Boxing Day and they dealt well with that threat against Bristol on Wednesday. But I just think, you know, playing against Villa, playing against Derby, they'll look to play football as well. And that's where Fulham really hurt sides. Mm. So I think personally I'd rather a Derby or a Villa as opposed to a Cardiff or Bristol City. But, you know, they've got to to beat whatever is put in front of them, to be honest. But let's hope they go up automatically instead. Um, well, obviously, that they can they can boost their chances of that against Derby on uh, on on the weekend. I mean, do, do you see that being? Uh, it's obviously going to be a tough game, but do you see Fulham almost as favourites going into it? Um, maybe, but then again, you know, it's it's Derby at home. Derby have had a great season, so I don't I don't know if they're favourites, but I'm I'm I wouldn't say really confident. I'm I'm fairly confident going into the game. That you know, Fulham can get the the victory against them. I mean, even even a point wouldn't be the worst result. But I suppose if they if they are going to have any chance of catching Cardiff and overhauling them, they've probably got to win this. Yeah, I'd say they have to win this if they want chance of second place. But yeah, a point wouldn't be the worst. So long as so long as they stay unbeaten, I think they'll be pretty happy with with a, a draw or a win. And then obviously they would take that into Sheffield United and, and Preston, which. As you said before, that they they would be the sort of games that would help them consolidate top six. Yeah, and I think that's the most important thing is consolidating that top six. You know, if they go out draw against Derby and then beat Sheffield United and Preston, they've got a great haul from that run of six games. Mm. And as you said, that the remaining fixtures aren't the toughest with all due respect to the teams they've got to play. So they'll be pretty, you know, confident that they can go on and, and actually get automatic promotion because they'll know they're more than a match for any of those sides they've got to play. We'll get get some predictions from both of you. Um, firstly, for the game, and and also looking a little bit further ahead, where you think Fulham will finish. So we'll start with Phil. Um, I think against Derby, I think I'll go with a draw for that one. Um, I think, yeah, Derby aren't up there by by luck. To be honest, they're they're also a really good team, and for me, the fact that they're playing at home, I, I make Derby favourites for the game this weekend. But at the same time, that that can work to Fulham's advantage in the fact that the. Uh, the pressure isn't on them. Um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go for a one-all draw for this weekend. Um, in terms of the season, I think Fulham will, will make the playoffs and they'll finish third or fourth. I think they'll at the top end of the playoffs. Maybe possibly just miss out on uh, on automatic, just because they might have hit that form just a tad too late in terms of um, catching the top two. 
Is that fair, Ryan? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with a 1-1 draw at Derby as well, and I'll go with Fulham finishing fourth in the, and going in the playoffs. Okay, well, we'll see if those uh, predictions come true. Such a um, copycat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Ryan will be at Pride Park um, this weekend and uh, also at Craven Cottage next week on uh, Tuesday night yep. um, so we'll be bringing you another It's All White podcast next week um, thank you for listening and we will catch you then mm-hmm.